Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us and welcome back to episode two of the Making Work Fun podcast. So in the last episode, we talked about what the definition of work is and sort of how um, it doesn't have to be this rigid um, one-sided definition that a lot of us have about work. And this week we're going to talk about what the definition of fun is. Since we're talking about making work fun, (laughs) we thought it would be good to start with defining those two terms. And as I think is going to become tradition here. I think Natasha has a dictionary definition for us to get us started. So yeah. do you want to, do you want to share that? It wasn't as exciting as the work one, but when I looked up like what the definition of fun was just to like get us thinking about, you know, defining it in a context of like making work fun, it really is just, you know, enjoyment, amusement, lighthearted pleasure. So things that provide enjoyment or amusement for you in your life. Nice. I like that. And that's, I think that's sort of the intuitive one that most of us think about. Like like when I started thinking about what am I going to say today, the first two things I jotted down were things that bring you joy and things that bring you pleasure. So I think that's sort of the intuitive one, but as always, I think we're going to be expanding (laughs) on that and sort of figuring out what other things fit into this. And so I guess it's important to, at the start, talk about a little bit about why why is it good to define fun and why do we need to broaden the definition? Um, I'm going to say what I think and then I'll pass it on to you. But in my view, the one of the like main reasons to broaden your definition of fun is, you know, the broader your definition of fun, the more fun you're going to have in your life, sort of, you're going to start noticing it more. Because if you have this sort of very rigid definition of like, it's only when I'm experiencing pleasure or only when I'm experiencing joy, you might just miss out on a lot of things that are actually really fun, but you're just not sort of, you're not conditioning your brain to think of them as such, and you're not remembering them more importantly. Um, what do you think? Yeah. And I think just in the, before the podcast conversation that we were having, you brought up a really good example about um, scuba diving. And I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about like, what we mean by broadening the definition of fun is just like understanding that there are different ways we can experience fun and pleasure in our lives. It doesn't just have to come from maybe traditional definitions that society has offered us. So for example, like when we're thinking about work and fun, usually what comes to mind is like going drinking with your friends after work, with your colleagues after work and like letting off some steam. And yeah, cool. That could be a really fun experience. We've all done things like that and had a lot of fun, you know, just like either venting about work or chatting about like a cool project that we've done or whatever, and just having some jokes with some colleagues. But that doesn't have to be the only way that we incorporate fun into our work or incorporate fun into our lives. And so that's really, I think, why we wanted to talk about this so early on in the podcast so that we kind of 
get people thinking about what, you know, what are the ways that you want to define fun for you? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. It's kind of goes to this sort of work hard, play hard paradigm, right? Like that's what we think about. It's like there's work and then there's like the playtime and fun time. Um, and those always are kind of in contrast with each other. So we're not used to thinking of how do we incorporate fun into our work. Um, and that's because I think for a lot of us, the definition of fun is kind of limited. Like one thing I was thinking about when we chatted a few minutes ago is I remember as a kid, even just like watching an old, old episode of Friends where there was like this one guy who was considered really fun and he was essentially basically an alcoholic like he would come in and get really really drunk and people are like oh this guy is so fun and so that's kind of the messaging we absorb and so for a long time when someone said so and so is fun that's what I would picture I would be like he or she is like a party person (laughs) goes out and does like wild things um and that's I mean not that you know going out and partying nothing wrong with that but that can't possibly be the only thing that's fun in life you know yeah there's different ways to incorporate fun into our lives where it doesn't just have to be like that work culture that we're kind of trained to think of and there's ways that we can actually incorporate these like fun enjoyable pleasurable experiences in our work right like sometimes at work doing really challenging things can be really fun or even like I like to think of a good example for myself is I've had opportunities at work where I've had to like work on really boring projects. So like, for example, just like data migration or like system updates or whatever. And for me, like ways that I make them fun is like coming up with like jokes with my colleagues or like, you know, being really silly about it and just like bringing a layer of like joy and lightheartedness to it instead of just like dragging on and complaining about the boring work that we're doing. And I have this one example where we actually had to do like a system migration at like 7 p.m. until like 2 or 3 a.m. And there was a team of us working on it and we all had to come into the office. So what we did was we actually threw a pizza party. So we got pizza, we got Slurpees and we got to like hang out. And although we were at work like way past normal regular work hours, right? We were like in comfy clothes. There was a bunch of us there and it was just kind of like a fun, memorable experience over something that could have really dragged on and like would have been really easy to complain about. Um, But instead it's like a joyful memory that I have of like this time I hung out with my coworkers and we did something that was like outside of our normal day-to-day work. Yeah, no, that really reminds me too of, you know, a a few years ago, I was working on this litigation deadline. um, And before it was like, we had to file an expert report for litigation and those can get really, really like intense in terms of long hours. So the last week or so, we were pretty much there in the office for like 10, 12, 15 hours a day. And especially like the last few days, I think a few people had to even be there all night. But we kind of did a similar thing. I mean, I'm not saying every single second of that was fun (laughs) Um, because you're obviously you're tired and there's stress involved. But we did try to infuse it with some fun. So we would like order cookies randomly for ourselves in the middle of the afternoon. And I remember we were all in like... a big conference room where we had two massive whiteboards. And instead of like writing things about the expert report on the whiteboards, we started writing things that people would say that are really silly because we're all so tired <laughs> that everyone would just say like really <laughs> stupid stuff. And it became like so entertaining to us. So we still, I to this day have a picture of that whiteboard that pops up on my like Facebook memories every other year. It's like, remember when you posted about this <laughs> silly thing you did, but 
I remember this as like a fun experience, even though there was also, like I said, also stress. It doesn't have to be that. I guess that's the other thing. It doesn't have to be like a hundred percent fun. It can be fun plus other things that you're experiencing in the moment. Um, but for me, I guess my def- my personal definition of fun as I was thinking about this is it really is like things that make me appreciate life, which can be the joyful and pleasurable things, but also often are the things that bring me connection with people or the things that make me learn new things. When I have new experiences, all of those things, like when I have them, I really like I, afterwards or during them, I would stop and be like, this is what life is about. <laughs> it's like forced fostering these rela- relationships, having these experiences. I know you mentioned um, my scuba diving situation from <laughs> a few years ago. That's I, That came to mind because I think the other thing that happens is when we think of something should be fun, we think it needs to be like only positive emotion throughout. Yeah, I went yeah. to, like I was on a, I, I was in Australia and I was like on one of those scuba diving cruises. And I was like debating until the last second, if I want to try, this was the very first time in my life I was going to try it. I was freaking terrified the whole time. It definitely wasn't fun up until the point when I did it. And even while I was doing it, I was terrified like 80% of the time. 20% of me was like, this is really cool. 80% of me was like, this is terrifying. I'm underwater. <laughs> I can't, like, I don't have a steady supply of oxygen. I mean, I did, but <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? But then the second I was done, I was like, this is one of the coolest and most fun things I've ever done in my life. And I, to this day, I feel that way. Like this was one of the most fun things. <laughs> so yeah, it's totally. kind of, it's like we combo them with both experiences right it makes me think like for me an example would be like going on a roller coaster ride and like waiting in the line and dreading it the entire time and then all of a sudden you go on it's so exhilarating you come off and you're like that was so fun let's do it again exactly even that idea like I get that sometimes with presentations at work where sometimes I'm like so nervous and I'm dreading it and I'm like oh my god this is going to be so scary and intimidating and then as soon as I'm done presenting I'm like that was awesome like I totally crushed it that was really fun so there are ways to have those experiences experiences at work and to like still have that like joy and pleasure and infuse that into, you know, both our work life and our personal life and our time off. And I think the important part about like figuring out what fun means to you is that when you know what it is, you get your brain scanning for it. Yes. Right. Because right now, a lot of us just have definitions of what fun should be like, which is like crazy, spontaneous, maybe party drinking evenings or like going out for (laughs) drinks with coworkers or I mean, time off and vacations um, as like our limited scope and our limited definition of what we think it is. But when we expand upon it, then we can start to get our brain scanning for all the ways that we do have fun in our day to day lives. Yes. And I think the other thing that happens is because we, a lot of us have this limited definition is you kind of, I've heard people be apologetic about finding work fun. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm such a dork. I was like having fun with the spreadsheet. I'm like, no, you're not. Spreadsheets are amazing. I find spreadsheets very fun. <laughs> like I love spreadsheets. But we were just talking like- about that too before the podcast started recording. Where I was, I'm not a person who like loves spreadsheets and the details of it, but I can definitely appreciate. And I know people who would just like have so much fun creating like a perfect spreadsheet. I love it. Like last week at work, I had to audit someone's spreadsheet and I'm like, I'm going to just start this from scratch and make it really pretty and write out all the formulas. I'm like, this is amazing. I like, I totally have fun with that. But I would hear sometimes people be like, oh, you know, this is embarrassing, but I found the spreadsheet fun. I'm like, why is this embarrassing? This is great. Yeah, And I think that's like the culture and the narrative sometimes, right? In, in a lot of industries where it's like, 
we just have to pretend to either not like it, what we're doing and pretend that it's a drag all the time. We're like sucked into the negativity corporate culture where we're just like complaining about it because everyone else is complaining about it. And you just like join in on that. And it's like so easy to fall into that pattern, but you like don't have to choose to give into that, right? Like you can choose to see what it is that you like love about work and how you spend your time and getting to use your brain power and your energy to create new things or whatever it is that you do. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, this, like, as we're talking about this, it really kind of reminds me of like black and white and all or nothing thinking. Like, Like if, if I'm at work, I'm supposed to be, like you said, pretending that it's boring all the time, or if there's something I don't like about work, then I have to pretend I don't like anything else either. It kind of feels like a quote unquote betrayal. Like if your colleague is complaining about work, you don't want to seem like the person who is saying, well, I actually love it. <laughs> no, it's yeah, kind of like- you don't want to be the outsider that's like now exactly. annoying everyone by being like, no, this is kind of dope. I don't mind it. It's kind of cool. Right. Yeah. And you can just sort of, multiple things can be true at the same time. There can be things that you don't like and you can like criticize and you might want to change. And there could be things that are fun. Like it doesn't have to be all one or all the other. Um, We don't have to categorize our lives in that way where work is miserable and terrible. And then outside of work is fun and pleasurable. And this really goes back to kind of what we were talking about last time too, when we were like, work is one thing. And then when I'm not at work, I'm vacationing and vacations always have to be fun, right? Because that's not always the case. Sometimes vacations have like, you know, negative emotions too, where we're frustrated or we're annoyed or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Of course. And it like, as yeah, I think we talked about this last time. It also adds this like very strange pressure to your time off when you're like, it's supposed to only be fun. Like I've actually heard from clients when we talk about rest, and relaxation they're like I actually dread the weekends because I then put so much pressure on myself to have a lot of fun like this sounds terrible <laughs> like putting yeah. pressure on your health to on yourself to have fun is like very not fun <laughs> yeah, exactly whereas like if we just take that pressure off and stop categorizing the time then maybe you can infuse fun and joy and pleasure into everyday moments of your life it doesn't just have to be all or nothing miserable or great Yes. And it doesn't have to come in huge chunks of time. I mean, it's great if you have like a multiple hour activity that you find super fun, but sometimes it's like five minutes. You're like, oh, I found this like five minute thing that was really fun. Like you can just start finding it and creating it for yourself in smaller chunks throughout your day. And then you're like, oh, I had fun so many times today. (laughs) Like I had fun like 20 times today. Because when you start to bring your attention and your awareness to it, then your brain starts to notice those patterns and also starts to create more of it in your life, right? Like, and it can be little things throughout your day. Like I know for me, it can be really fun to just go for a walk and get some fresh air and just be outside, right? And if I notice that that's really fun and nourishing and grounding for me, then I'm more likely to want to find time to like incorporate that into my day as well. And sometimes on my walks, I am working. I'm like thinking about work. I'm thinking about my clients. I'm thinking about what it is that I want to do. And it's just like shifting kind of the, the way, the place or the way in which I am working. Yeah, no, for sure. I a hundred percent agree with that. And just for me, that was like a massive shift when I taught my brain that you can have fun in smaller chunks of time. And also it's okay. Like people are, that's another thing that I had in the past. Like people are complicated and have multiple thoughts and multiple emotions often in very short sequence from each other. (laughs) 
or I thought something was actually literally wrong with me. I'm like, I was having fun a minute ago and now I had this thought that made me sad. Something must be wrong with me. I'm like, no, that's just how human brains work. They have random thoughts all the time. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just like nothing has gone wrong and nothing is like wrong when that happens. But I, I used to have so much drama in my mind about that. I'm like, something is seriously wrong with me because other people seem to have consistent emotions for long chunks of time. <laughs> Right. Whereas we have really no idea what's happening in other people's brains. And that's so true. Like sometimes even on a walk, if we're sticking with that example. It's like super fun in one moment. And then all of a sudden I think of something that I'm annoyed at and then I'll just like start to feel annoyed or anxious. Right. And then I'll get distracted and be like, oh, look at this beautiful like tree or, <laughs> these exactly. or whatever. <laughs> so it's like allowing the space for our emotional experiences to shift and evolve from moment to moment instead of, I think, it, yeah, it goes back to that all or nothing instead of it just having to be one way or the other yeah totally yeah that um reminds me too of I mean this should probably be like a whole other episode because it's like a very rich area of where we can discuss a lot but like when people say I just want to be happy you know like that mm -hmm. saying that's so so pervasive in our society to me what that means like in the past I thought it meant I need to be happy if not all of the time then the vast majority of the time otherwise mm -hmm. I failed at being happy and now I sort of interpret that as like I am having all of the human like emotions and being present with myself throughout all of those experiences. To me, that's sort of fulfillment and happiness. It's sort of being there with yourself through it all. That's kind of the definition. But before I used to think it's just like having one emotion, <laughs> which is yeah. very unrealistic. Right. It's so interesting that you said you were like, I thought I had to be happy all the time or the vast majority of time. And I think we don't even question it. We're just like, yeah, it's supposed to be all the time without even thinking about ways and experiences that might you know, we might want to feel angry about or things that we might want to feel sad about or frustrated about in our lives too. Right. And so when we just like force ourselves to fit things into one box, then we miss out on all of the other parts of our lives that could happen as well. Yeah. It's kind of like the toxic positivity of like, just stay positive. We definitely need to make more, more episodes about this because there's like a lot to talk about here, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Like all, all comes together. Um, and I think just like, on the note with the toxic positivity, like we're not saying that you should always just try to make work fun all the time. We're like never suggesting that you yep. should do anything at all <laughs> really. Right. It's like, you get to decide for yourself and you always have the, you're always empowered to choose what makes sense for you and what you want to do with your own relationship with work. But I think it's just starting to question a, you know, is the definition of fun actually something that serves you? The one that you've been operating with, like, you know, is it just what society has offered you and you've just accepted that that's what fun is. And you kind of like block out other things like creating spreadsheets or whatever that could be really fun for you. Right. Right. Or do you actually like your definition of fun? And do you like how you're going about incorporating fun into your work and incorporating it into your day to day life? And is there maybe more opportunities to have that joy and pleasure and create kind of like nourishing, grounding experiences for yourself? Yeah, totally. I think, I mean, this is sort of in everything we talk about on this podcast and everything, like I think both of us do in our own practices, it's never a sort of a First of all, it's never a rule. Like you said, it's never like a, you should be doing X and it's never like an all or nothing thing. So if your brain interprets it, interprets, I can't speak today, interprets it as such, <laughs> um, then 
that sort of question that don't be like well Natasha and Maria said that I should be having fun like no if if you hear yourself saying that then be like wait no they actually said that if, if I have a should statement in my head this is not coming from them yeah <laughs> you know? exactly it's always about you just getting to choose and just questioning yeah. things that maybe you haven't questioned before because I know for myself that is what has created a lot of like freedom in my own life or a lot more just like space to be and exist because I always thought that work was supposed to be miserable and like was supposed to be something <laughs> that I dreaded and then when I started to question that it created space for me to bring lightheartedness into the work that I do and to like, I don't know, make it be part of my life and my existence. And through that shift, I've been able to show up and do different work and kind of like tap into things that feel more authentic and intuitive and natural for me in the way that I really want to show up and do work in the world. Because I think for most of us, we all have elements of work in our lives. That's just a part of our lived experiences. And like we talked about last time, it doesn't just have to be paid work. You can define work however you want, but it's like showing up in the face of work and recognizing that you always get to choose how you meet that experience. And it is allowed to have joy and fun in it. Yes, absolutely. I agree with all of that. I don't have much else to add. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was amazing. It was a really good conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. To work with me one-on-one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.